0: Do you want to get more done? Do you want to feel more accomplished? Do you want to feel like you're striving towards your highest aspirations day in and day out? Join me for this special episode of Flashpoint that was shot on location in Philadelphia, where we will dive into the story of Ben Franklin, arguably one of the most accomplished individuals in history, and he only had two formal years of education. I hope I have your attention because Ben is indirectly responsible for establishing the University of Pennsylvania. He's responsible for the first library, hospital, fire department, and yes, post office, which is exactly where I'm going to be. I will be on location for this episode in the very first post office in the United States. Let's jump into this story and see what we can learn and become more productive in our lives and also give more to our society and our communities. I'll see you on the other side. Happy Friday, everyone. This is Austin. I am in the city of Philadelphia. It is Flashpoint Friday. I have an incredible episode for you today. I'm streaming live from the very first Post office ever in the United States. It's in the 300 block of Market Street. This is going to be a great episode. I'm going to try to squeeze a lot into 30 minutes. I may have a special guest for you. So I'm going to jump right into this Flashpoint Friday. As always, check in with yourself. If you're listening to this live, let me know you're here. If you're on the playback, let me know that too. My intention is for you to get something of value today that you can take with you, grab some inspiration. To do that, we're going to go back into history a little bit, talk about uh, one of the most iconic figures in history, somebody that I think is one of the most accomplished individuals in history. If you actually sit down and write down everything that's on there, that he's accomplished, pretty amazing. So here we go. Let me know that the audio is good. Dealing with some tech, as always, let me know that that's good. I'm going to jump right in here. It is June 11th, 2021, and I might as well start off with this. On June 11th, five people were selected to draft the Declaration of Independence, and one of them was Ben Franklin. I'll get into that. Let me jump into some interesting things about Ben Franklin, and you again, use this as a, as a, a guide, if you will, something that you can... Take away because the story is absolutely incredible first of all only two years of formal education two years of formal education that's it so can you imagine not going like only getting two years of school that was ben franklin two years of school jenna welcome let me know that that the audio is good here streaming live from the very first post office ever in the united states established by one ben franklin here's an incredible thing Ben Franklin, only though, only though he ha- uh, even though he only had two years of formal education, University of Pennsylvania, indirectly established by Benjamin Franklin, even though he only had two years of formal education, multiple honorary degrees. He received honorary degrees from Harvard, Yale, the College of William and Mary, University of St. Andrews, and Oxford. Only two years of formal education. It's important to note that Ben Franklin is a self-taught person and oftentimes he would not, instead of purchasing food, he would go hungry so that he could buy a book. And he was constantly learning, self-taught, self-taught. Incredible, incredible. Think about that. Would you give up? Your food, would you give up a meal to buy a book? Ben Franklin did that and it would pay big dividends later because down the road, here's where his career started. This is an interesting thing. So he goes to, Bo- he's in Boston. He's working for his brother as, a, as an apprentice to a printer. He's 16 years young and his brother is either directly or indirectly producing a newspaper. An old young, ben, or I should say young Ben Wanted to write something. He wanted to participate. His brother said, no, you're not able to participate. What did Ben do? I told you, Ben was crazy. He broke the rules. Ben wrote under a pen name called Silence Do Good, who was a widow. He wrote 14 essays in disguise as a widow, and it was a huge hit. It was, you could say it was the earliest version of going viral. And in, in this story, his brother didn't know that this was his, his article that was getting published in this newspaper. But Ben had to tell the truth. And when he did, his brother was pissed. He was angry. He was upset. He couldn't believe that he had written this essay. And it was so crazy that Ben was actually receiving wedding proposals under this pen name of this widow this elderly older widow it's called silence do good incredible rule breaker absolute rule breaker so the two things you know always learning and willing to break the rules at an early age to get a result let's move on he he, he leaves philadelphia because he's tired of being under his brother's control and he comes to philadelphia and settles in penniless starts penniless Becomes a printer, does extremely well. And by the way, it's important to note that he came from a family of 17. He was number 10. Came from a family of 17. Moves to Philadelphia, penniless. And I I would venture to say that I might be standing in one of the buildings that he had built. There's five townhouses here. He had three of them built. And they were rental properties. But here's where it gets interesting. He, re- he does so well, he retires at the age of 42. He spends half of his life working. The other half, it's not like he stopped working, but he, he immersed himself in invention, being a diplomat, an ambassador. Um, even though he was never an elected official, he did so much to, to lobby for different things that we now know today are commonplace. So it's an ex- incredible story. I mean, imagine retiring at 42 back in that day. Pretty incredible. As I said earlier, on this day in history, he was one of five individuals selected to draft the Declaration of Independence. And he sat alongside Thomas Jefferson, John Adams, and and some others that were also part of that five to draft the Declaration of Independence. That's a whole other story. I'll do a video on that. It's incredible that that's another whole other saga of the story. But Ben was part and he wasn't an elected official, but he was part of the five. To draft this incredible document. Again, two years of formal education, but a lifetime of being self taught, immersing, learning, never stop growing. Think about the lesson we can get there. What triggered this video, this Flashpoint Friday, is that yesterday, June 10th, in 1752, I want you to think about this. Ben Franklin goes outside with a kite understanding that there's an electrical charge in the environment, he goes outside with a kite during a thunderstorm and he successfully collects an ambient charge in a laden jar. It was, and by the way, if you don't know what a laden jar is, I don't know what that was either. It was the first means of accumulating and preserving an electrical charge. Talk about a flashpoint, putting a kite Let me ask you a question. Would you put a kite up today in a thunderstorm? That's insane. I would never go outside with a kite in a thunderstorm. He goes outside with a kite. That's crazy. But he was successful. And then he grabs a charge from from the electricity in the environment, drops it in this jar, which was the first laden jar, was the first thing that could actually establish an electrical charge. Boom, how about that for a flashpoint? And harnesses the power of electricity in the environment. Then later develops the first lightning rod to protect people's homes from getting struck by lightning. You know, I, I, I every time I go back to Ben Franklin, I learn more and more. I have some things to share with you, too. But you're going to say, how did somebody do all this? How is it possible? And if you're just joining, I'm standing in the very first post office in the United States ever established by Ben Franklin. I'm in the 300 block of Market Street. You can Google it. And I'm right, actually a part of them, even though the museum is closed, I did some, you know, to get in here, into this post office, especially with no mask on. Don't tell everybody. All right, here we go. The next thing that is super cool, and the reason why I'm sharing this, because I think it's super cool, and I think you will too. He comes up with this invention. It's called the glass harmonica. Not harmonica, harmonica. And the glass harmonica was based on the principle that, not not principle, but things that people were doing at the time. You could wet your finger and rub it on a glass, and many of you have done this, and it would create a noise, a a musical note. Ben got the idea, what if we could create an instrument? So he created this harmonica, which was these cylinder, it's glass cylinders that were put laterally, and then there was a foot pedal that would spin these these things. So the musician would wet the finger and put the finger on the, you know, on each glass ring that was a different size, and it would produce a different note. Well, they ended up producing 1000s of these things. And it got into the hands of Beethoven and Mozart, and they used them as musical instruments. And although it's not well known, like a lot of people don't know about this. It's Ben Franklin said, of all the inventions that he did, the glass harmonica gave him the greatest personal satisfaction. And I think that music inspires us. And maybe that had something to do with it, that he was able to contribute something to the world of music. And let's face it, it got into the hands of the greatest musicians, arguably some of the greatest musicians of all time, Mozart and Beethoven. I consider them to be pretty, pretty prominent. This is perhaps the coolest thing. Before I do, I want to take a little bit of a break because I want to share, I got something really cool to share with you. So worth it. Uh, really huge impact, huge vision that many people today don't even comprehend what this man did. And I want to share that with you. But first, let me share with you a little bit of a graphic here, because how did he do this? Well, what he did was now, again, there's always a there's always two sides of the story. You know, there's there's always seems to be this dichotomy of good versus evil or bad, whatever you want to call it, or where, where a flaw, a fatal flaw, Achilles heel. And Ben, ben was no different. Now, he had some things. I'm not going to get into all that right now. But what I will tell you, he established 13 virtues, which he lived by. Not only did he write them down, he actually measured himself. So what he did is he wrote these 13 virtues down, and he would write down the days of the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Every time he violated a virtue, he would put a red dot. And when you this to me is the secret, if you want the secret, this is the secret to why he was able to achieve so much. Let me share this with you right now. Ah, You know what? I'm not able to do it. I think if I remove myself, I'm going to have to share it later. I I went through this before. You know what? I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for it. So stay with me here. Here I am. I'm back. So hopefully you didn't lose me too long. Let me know. Let me know you got me. And I'm going to finish this out. I may have a special guest for you here in a moment. Hopefully. Hopefully. So here we go. Um, When Ben Franklin died in 1790, this is the coolest thing. This is worth it. Let me know you can hear me, everyone. Give me a sound check. Sound check. All right. We're going to keep rolling. So in 1790, when he died, he willed. 2,000 pounds sterling to the city of Philadelphia and the city of Boston. Sounds great, right? What a great thing to do to donate some currency, some, something of value to each city. But here's where it gets really interesting. The first, the stipulations on the money. And a lot of people didn't like the stipulations. Stipulations on the money. The first 100 years, the only thing you can do with the money is loan it to tradesmen. Imagine the foresight to donate this money and make it available for, let's call it the modern day entrepreneur who wants to start a business, who wants to develop. This money would have been available for loans for them back in that time. That sounds great. The next 100 years, you can use the money, uh, but here's what happened. There was another stipulation on the way they used it. And it wasn't until 1990 where they could freely use, okay, loans to tradesmen. And then not until 1990 could they freely use the money. Now, let me put this into perspective. After 200 years, the city of Boston had $4.5 million from that initial donation. The city of Philadelphia had $2 million. And it's the reason why... The Ben Franklin Institute of Technology in Boston exists. And it's the reason why the Franklin Institute of Philadelphia exists because Ben Franklin made a deposit 200 years prior. And that donation became a critical component to these projects getting done and are augmenting them. How incredible, imagine having that type of vision. It's absolutely incredible. I wanna share with you the 13 virtues. And I want to go back and talk about the virtues because here's what I think there's a, an old quote and and it's, it has to do with management, but I think it's relevant. It's, it says what gets measured, improves what gets measured, gets improvement. What gets measured will automatically improve. And when I look at these 13 virtues and the fact that he had the discipline to measure himself against these things, he was always in a state of growth. He was always, he, he had awareness about his own behaviors and he's made he made many mistakes and I'm not gonna get into them right now. But these, the measuring thyself, right? Know thyself, measure thyself, assess thyself. It's one of the key components in Flashpoint and we're getting better at developing these assessments. Let me share this, the 13 virtues. And I'm not gonna go into full detail but I just wanna let you know since I brought them up. Temperance. Silence, really knowing when to shut your mouth. Temperance, moderation. Order, keep everything in its place. Resolution, which to me is like purpose. What are you you doing? What's your resolution? Frugality, stewardship. Industry, putting your hand to the plow, working every day towards your noble aspirations, your high aspirations. Sincerity, be honest have integrity, justice, do what's right. Moderation. So I guess temperance and moderation, I'll have to go back and look at that. But moderation, cleanliness, tranquility, chastity. I'll put, I'll put these full descriptions in here later. I want to invite you to attend Flashpoint Live. It's July 9th, 10th and 11th and we're going to be right over the bridge or in Philadelphia. I'm in Philadelphia right now. And I will, I will pan around here. It looks like a normal post office and there's a courtyard behind me and what I'm going to do after, if I, after this uh, TV show, I might just take a walk out in the city and go live on my personal page just to share with you, uh, share some more of this experience, especially if you're not from Philadelphia, because there's a lot of great history here. And I thought how cool would it be to have lived back in that time? before the city got really big, when there was all you know, the, the cobblestone streets, all the history. It's just absolutely incredible, incredible thing. That's so why I love sharing inspiration like this that goes back, it's timeless. This stuff is timeless and we can all learn and grow from it. What have you learned so far from this today? Have you learned something new? Is there something you can take with you? Maybe you like the virtues, maybe you're gonna add a new discipline as, as a part of being, being a part of this today. It goes without saying, I'll mention a couple other things here. Let me share with you what we're working on for July 9th, 10th, and 11th. I'd love to see you join us live. We're excited about it. And uh, I think it, uh, I I guarantee, I guarantee it's going to make a positive change in your life. Let me grab this here. Here we go. All right. all right. Flashpoint 3.0, July 9th, 10th, and 11th.
1: He explains things in a way that I've never heard before, so it helps us to have uh, an open mind and look at things differently than we're used to looking at them. Austin J. Haines event, Flashpoint has really transformed my life. It's just remarkable to be with people that are uplifting and it's dreary out and And it's fabulous to be here with great people. Some of the different exercises we did made me feel liberated um,
0: and break through some things that I needed to break through and and actually some things I realized about myself that I did not realize about. So it's been amazing.
1: It was an honor and a privilege to learn from you. You have an opportunity? To come to an State Hands event, don't hesitate.
0: Very excited about that event. Actually, during that live event, there's more information on Ben Franklin that I share that enabled him to do all that he, you know, in order to accomplish all that, you have to have plan you have to have the daily mode of operation thanks for the like let me know if you're on here say hello and I'm going to share a couple of things uh, just rattle off some of the normal things that people know the first hospital not too far from here the first hospital that was established they had a surgery room on on the top floor with a giant window on the top so that people so that the surgeons could see during the day is my guest ready I'm not sure my special guest ready uh, where they, the, um, they could get light during the surgeries because they didn't have you know, enough lighting, so they made sure they had light. They did surgeries during the day. The first post office, which I'm in right now, the first library, first fire department, <clears throat> the list goes on. It's absolutely incredible. Electricity, the Franklin stove, the Franklin planner. Um, he was a fashion icon in France. The, the list, I, I can't, it's, it, it's mind-boggling. That's why I'm excited about it. And his, um, one of the things he said is he modeled himself after Jesus and Socrates. He modeled himself after Jesus and Socrates. Now, again, there's another side of the story. He said to have a bunch of legitimate, uh, legitimate children, but let's face it. I mean, the sex drives in all of us and uh, it's, it takes, takes work. It takes to harness that energy the right way. so, <laughs> We got a comment in here. All right. Yeah. Talking about Ben Franklin today in the the closing. I'd love to, we got got, got somebody coming in, but what do you know about Ben Franklin? And Because I want you to grab a lesson from this today. I am absolutely wanting to grab something today, something that you can learn from it. Let me just review as, as I close out here and I'll try to get the interview after I'll do it on my personal page. So if you're, just, you're seeing this during the TV show, come back to my, my Facebook page and I'll have more information for you. But two years of formal education, founded the University of Pennsylvania, self-taught, chose books over food, honorary degrees at Harvard, Yale, College of William & Mary, University of St. Andrews, and Oxford. Um, also responsible for uh, the poor Richard Almanac. The interesting thing is that he was. He wrote under a pen name, and I, I was just talking to uh, Jenna about this. Wrote under a pen name, and and it, it would go viral. Like it was really popular. It was an early version of going viral. Ben was one of the earliest celebrities. He was very famous in France. He visited there, and he's just so woven into the fabric of American history. They even call him the first American. There's so many things, and it's so. The history is so deep and rich that I couldn't possibly get it fitted into all this. But I wanted to give you an interesting perspective. Uh, and, and here's a weird fact. He, he um, almost electrocuted himself because he was cooking turkey with electricity. <laughs> and he started to experiment with this. And in one time in a public, he was publicly doing this. He got electrocuted. He lit up, there was a loud noise. But he said at the end of it, he said his ego was hurt more than his, than his body was. So that was an interesting thing. But I think I want the one thing I want to grab from this is, is a really great lesson is that the two things that I think he cultivated, and I think we can all learn from this, he was a risk taker. He traveled overseas to Europe. He lived in London for a few years, back in the 1700s. He put a kite up in the air, like to get electricity. He was willing to take risks as every entrepreneur is. And number two, he wanted to grow. And I think if if I could go back and just get into his psyche a little bit, it's the growth that he aspired to that made him become a risk taker. I don't think he set out to be a risk taker. I think the risk taking was, was just a pass through to grow. He understood that in order to grow, I need to take risks. And he did that and he did it successfully over, over a lifetime. He spent the first 42 years of his life building up, working, retiring. And then the last 42 years, just giving back to the humanity, being a good civilian, the inventions, author, authored multiple books, how to be wealthy. Uh, There's one out that, uh, and I'm going to go back. There's an exhibit. I'm going to actually try to pick up some of the books. And there's a tour of the cemetery today at 4.30. I'm going to try to grab that. So, I'm going to see if I can come back at you later today with some more more content, more information. <clears throat> and uh, my special guest is, you ready? To, you want to say a couple words? Okay. So, I got a couple minutes as we close here. I'm going to, can I come over? Okay. Oh, you want to come out here? Yeah, come on. We have about four minutes. What's your first name? Cindy. Cindy. This is Cindy, and you are the?
1: I'm the postmaster.
0: You're the postmaster of the post, first post, post office. office
1: of, the, of the United States. Out of the 31,300 post offices, this is the first post office. This post office actually predates this nation, and that's why
0: this is the only office that does not fly the American flag. It predates this nation. Yeah, these
1: floors, the original floor, dating back to the early 1700s. And it had, like now, did Ben Franklin
0: build this? Did he have it built? Yeah, well,
1: this yeah, This is his post office. He was the build-up and postmaster in 1737, and he became, you know, postmaster general 1775 to 1776, which made him the first postmaster general.
0: Wow. What a, you must have a lot of pride working here.
1: Uh, it's an honor to work here, especially um home the Pennsylvania Postal Worker, APW, uh, Director of Publication Legislation. So when we have our big <clears throat> conferences with thousands of postal employees from around the, the nation, I love being up on stage as one of the, um, the legislative directors and able to tell my story. Yeah, you know, my um, further, you know, postal employees that I work at the very
0: first place though. It's so, amazing, I'm so glad you came on. What are you holding in your
1: hand there Well, this is what people, this is a wedding invite, and this is a replica of signature. So people come from all over the world, and across, you know, this nation, to come and tour in this office, and people like to get this postmark of his signature. So they come all yeah. over for, his ship is incredible, but- Yes, yeah, So exactly. they come all over for for this office, but yes, this was his post office, and his tank press was right out there. And
0: yeah, I want to see all that later. Now, the other thing, he was one of the he was against slavery at that time. He's one yes, of the few he, people. Yeah,
1: he was, and he was one of the writers of Declaration of Independence. Yes. So he is a founding father. So um, he he did a lot of public work, and I'm thankful to him because because he turned over his grave. Because now he because when he started this institution, I have a career job. Making great money, so <laughs> you know, taking care of my family. So it's really, you know, yeah, we, you know, we really benefited from something that we started nationwide. And they said, like, this is the fabric of America. The post office is what makes us together as a national treasury. So they said, like, even in the early days, um the only way that people really had any communication was because of the postal service. If you didn't have a post office, then the towns were like you, you needed one. You weren't being, you weren't informed. You weren't informed with anything. So this is what kept America going: was the postal service and being able to get the mail and the routes, which you know, different frankly had a lot to do with establishing routes too. Yeah,
0: I'm so glad you came on. I wish I had more time. Maybe I can interview you some at some point later. But uh-huh. I'm, I'm at the end of my show here. It, <laughs> the
1: U.S. Mail is not for sale. The U.S. It's People's Post Office.
0: I love it. Thank you so much, You're Cindy. Welcome. Bye. This is Austin. This is Flashpoint. Have a great day, everyone.